0: This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Okay, pasó so Cabronos, uh, Wendell here in the parking lot at the AB Invitational, just getting ready today. Uh, I'm going to try to give you guys a live play-by-play for how it's going down. Hey, Darren! Hey, it's going. Darren Cravea is here from DB Customs. Oh, sweet. He brought me some arrows. You feeling good today, buddy? Absolutely. Thank you. you. Ooh. I'm becoming quite the 23 whore. Thanks, dude. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're getting ready to kick it off. It's going to be a lot of good shooters. Uh, Brian Webb is here. Adam Correa is here. Darren Cravea, Bet Cravea, Mark Rubio. Doug Rosin, Randy Long, Um, Antero, Uh, Elliot Lee. Everyone's here. It's going to be crazy. Um, you know, Alan Burnett, of course, who this event is named after. Rudy Sandoval. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Everyone's shooting what looks like 27s except for me. So, <laughs> I'm shooting 23s today because I believe I can hit middle. Um, so I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, it's going to be two qualifying rounds of the World Archery Super 10, 300, vertical three spot, I guess, is a way of over-explaining it, and uh, those will kind of set us into a qualifying setup, and then we will uh, go to a (gasps) shoot-up. Heather! Hey, how's it going? Heather Gore's here! Heather Smith! Heather, Heather Smith. How's it going? Gore Smith. I like it. I like it. Cool. Well, man, this this event just got a little crazier now. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <coughs> Heather is also shooting triple X's from the look of it. Anyway, <coughs> uh, I'll let you guys get back to sleeping and get this uh, show on the road. All right, fuckos, here we go. So, it's lunchtime now. We shot two qualifying rounds. Uh, first qualifying round, I think Rubio shot a 99 which pretty much put him in the front, in front of the pack. Uh, Heather Smith, Gore Smith, shot um, what well, ninety five, so put her right next, right behind Mark. And then me and Austin shot ninety uh, fours, so me and Austin kind of tied for third. And then everyone else is kind of behind, you know, somewhere behind us. I think just po- like single points behind us, even. Uh, <clears throat> second qualifier came in. Your boy Wendell shot a 98, right? So just so you guys know, this is we're going by X count here. So basically, Mark shot a 29X300 in that first one. Uh, Wendell went ahead, got a 28X on the second. Mark dropped some points on the second qualifier. So now I'm, uh, we actually ended up tying qualifying scores. Uh, we went to a shoot-off. I got Mark in the shoot-off. What does it mean absolutely nothing cuz those are just qualifiers it it literally just puts us on you know on a map for bracket shootoffs so i was really hoping it was going to be like lancaster lancaster style you shoot a a really good qualifying score and it puts you in a safe spot where you'll be like you know first or second and then someone's trying to attack your position you got to defend <clears throat> this is not that so yeah i did, I did good uh, you know i picked it up got the qualifying score back. I mean, that's really all you can ask for when you come out and do these things is just to do good and shoot like how you shoot in practice. And I was able to do it. Got a 28 X, uh, feeling really good now, but I mean, everyone's shooting good. Heather's shooting good. Mark's shooting good. Uh, my boy Austin is having a rough day, but there's a, a slight chance that he can come back and take it in the, um, you know, in the match play because, you know, matches are a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. So, uh, that's pretty much how it's going right now. I'm shooting my thumb button. I'm shooting super drive 23s, uh, today. I, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys yet, but on a quest for finding a lighter arrow, I went to super drive 23 with 120 grain point. Three Fletch, not Four Fletch. This is actually an arrow that Rudy had built for himself like three years ago. Rudy Sandoval. And I remember he liked them so much that he broke me off. He gave me three. And he was like, check these out. And I still had them. So I shot them and just compared them next to the 27s. You know, they don't punish me like the 27s do. So I was like, you know what? You got to just run the best arrow you can. So uh, it was the right decision, I think. That, and I'm shooting the, the Matt Tippins thumb button release um, everything's working out. I can't, uh, I can't complain. So, you know, I'll try not to bitch. If I lose in these matches, I'll let you guys know how it goes, but I had good, a good second qualifier. First qualifier wasn't bad, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It looks like everyone's shooting really good and hopefully I'll get a quick interview in on whoever it is that wins this thing. So you guys take it easy. Hang tight. Holy shit guys. There it was. Like that it's over now. AB Invitational. Uh it was a bloodbath as I had predicted it was going to be. Um again, you know, I got to uh I guess I'm I'm going to have to I'm going <clears> to <throat> turn this over to the winner of the AB Invitational. This dude shot I'll say he shot decent most of the day. There we go. How's it going, Wendell? Thanks, Wendell. How'd you do? Well, all I can say, well, you know what? I'll just sum it up with this song. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. That's right wendell's fucking back i can't believe it uh i man it this is crazy it uh i i have not been shooting that good like these guys will tell you the last two weeks of practice i've been getting my ass beat and um the thing that changed was i changed arrows and it changed releases which is like a stupid thing to do a week before an event but if you know something isn't working for you If you know shit is not working, if you are breaking good shots, uh, and they're just not going, they're not landing where they're supposed to land or you're getting punished. If you can break in the middle and those arrows are, you know, say you're doing some like little weird hand motion or whatever and you're getting punished, uh, find out why and change it. So the things I did... Uh, the big things I did, I changed releases, I kind of committed to shooting the Matt Tippins thumb button, and it's so much more gentle of a shot for me, I don't think this would be the same for everybody but um, I kind of employed what Brian Webb had talked about and stopped reaching for the thumb peg because I noticed that, yeah, indeed when I reach for the thumb peg the angle of the release changes and I end up getting like left misses a little or not left misses, but the arrows start to bias left. So if you break on the left, that will be, that arrow will be out. So I just started resting my thumb on there and just started pulling and just giving it like real gentle shots. And man, uh, as far as the arrow goes, I'm shooting a 23, the super drive 23. It's an arrow. Rudy gave me three years ago. And like, no joke, the knock bushing it's click. Like one of the arrows, they're so old. The knock bushing clicks when you, when you push your, I thought at first I had a crack knock, but it was actually the, the bushings rotating. So, um, I started shooting those earlier in the week and noticed that it's like the arrow hits behind the pin every single time. Every time. The only thing that I get that that arrow punishes me for is pulling arrow, pulling shots out the left. And I think you guys some of you know what I'm talking about. If you're starting to hang up, your release isn't going off and you start pulling hard but you're not pulling linearly, you're pu- you know, you're you're trying to cheat it with your bow hand. That's what I get punished for. So all I know like today I just made a conscious effort. Like, it happened to me once or twice and I was like, "Okay, if I'm going to cheat it, I'm not cheating it that way. I'm not cheating it left. I'm going to cheat it forward, <laughs> you know?" Which is really just another way of saying execute properly. Um Man, it was nuts. Uh, so basically, the qualifiers... The two qualifying rounds really didn't mean anything. Because it just put us into brackets like a U set, And basically, you could have been first... You know, you could have been first seed. Uh, or is that the right word? For, you could have been placed first in the qualifiers. And if the 16th place guy beats you, then you're done. And you are out. You don't get anything. So, um... Me and uh, Rubio tied for first, which is unbelievable. Like, that's the guy that I want to be able... I've been wanting to shoot on par with Mark all year. Like, that guy is on an upward trajectory forever. And if you can't hang with him, then you know that you're stalling. You know, something is... Or if you can't proportionately stick with him, like, if you're you know your average is a couple points behind him and you're not growing at the same rate he is you like you you just going to get left behind and so uh it was amazing cuz he shot a 299 that's a that's a 29 x game on his first qualifier he dropped a few more on his second i shot the 28x on my second game and we ultimately tied um we went to one arrow shoot off. I won the one arrow shoot off, and then that just put me in, in first for brackets. So, you know, we got, you know, they, they, they paired us up with who we were shooting against. My first match was against my buddy, my good friend, Jim Padilla. Um, Jim was struggling today with release hand tension, and he was going through all the stuff that I, that I go through all the time shooting the hinge, you know, where he's like, if relaxing, the shot goes off too fast. If you don't relax, you know, you're holding too long or you, you're trying you to force the shot off all kinds of crazy shit. Jim was suffering from, and it was like, dude, I, I felt it and I felt bad, but you know, I was, I tried to tell him it's any dog's day. If you can kind of keep it in your mind that it's anyone's day and you can, you know, you can be anybody like we're all just people out here sometimes that can relax your mind enough to get your hand playing the way you want it to play now that's what i think i don't know if i'm right or not because i just bitched out and ran to a thumb button and started shooting a different release that's the way i am dealing with it instead of actually fixing the problem i'm just i'm just wimping out and going a different direction (laughs) so um yeah it, it was cool um uh my match with Jim, I was able to shoot it's it's so our matches are three ends of three arrows each. I was able to shoot a perfect ninety. Um Jim dropped a couple and that's all it took. I mean that's all it took, and then I was I was on to the next match. Um my second match was against uh Austin Watts. No, my second match was against Adam Correa. And, uh, Adam Correa is the fucking guy that I've been talking about. Like, how often have you guys heard me talking about him? Um, you know, he was the guy who shot a 450 last year. And, like, if that isn't scary enough, the dude shoots, like, 32 ounces of weight on his back bar. It's, like, he is a beefy, like, he's a skinny dude, but you know he's, like, packing archery muscle when you look at his bow. So, um, you know, I shot with Adam, and... What was crazy was I could feel how nervous he was and it matched exactly how nervous I was. You know, um part of me kind of felt honored that someone is nervous to shoot off against me. You know what I mean? And he had this I could feel it. His tension I could feel. I I felt the same thing. And uh, I just got to say, dude Adam, it was great shooting with you. That was awesome. He uh, shot great. I think I got Adam by one point. And that's all it took for me to go to the next match. My next match was against Austin Watts. So I was fucking terrified, um, as I always am, to go against Austin. And, um, you know, Austin was. he He wanted it. He wanted it. He was coming back for these matches. Like, he struggled in qualifications, but he was going to fuck some shit up in matches. And so, we started off, uh, Austin shot a 10 9 I shot a 10-10-9, so I have a one-point lead. Then he shot 10-10-10, and I shot a 10-10-9, and we were fucking tied. And then the very last was 10-10-9 for Austin, 10-10-10 for Wendell, and one fucking point. I mean, a 28 ain't great, but it was enough to put me to the finals. My final match was against, believe it or not... That dude I just interviewed, Brian Webb, who battled his way all the way to the finals, and uh, me and Brian battled it out, and in the end I came up just a couple points, um, and I just, it was so cool, man. Like Brian Webb is one of the nicest guys, and when I saw that it was again that I was shooting against him, I was like, man, it's okay to lose to Brian. Like this guy is so, so positive that whatever mental plane he exists on, I'm not there yet. It's okay to lose to that, you know. You just can't lose. It's like Mr. Miyagi said, just don't lose to fear, you know. Shoot your shot, and then whatever else happens, you know, let it be, you know, and just don't let it fuck you up. And so uh, I ended up pulling it out in the end, and uh, I just couldn't be happier right now. This isn't like the Coyote shoot, because at the Coyote shoot, I did not perform the way I wanted to. I didn't perform like how I do in practice. I shot great in practice leading up to the Coyote shoot, and then I missed my benchmarks in the qualifiers. I didn't shoot... The 60x game, you know, I didn't shoot a 300 on the Vegas round, and all that stuff. Even though I won that event, all that stuff really hurt because that's the stuff that you need when when it comes to big competition. Shooting a 300 is the thing that plays. As it doesn't even win you the match; it just puts you in the arena to play. It, like you know what I'm saying? Like it just it's your meal ticket to go to the dinner table. Uh, everything else is. It just doesn't play so it the same thing with the sixty x if you guys ever go to Cincinnati if you ever have a chance to or wherever they shoot it now the indoor nationals and you shoot five spot watch the guys that make it to Sunday and it's sixty it's you need a sixty x to make it no sixty x does not make it, and so I missed both of those and it it really i f- am I'm not gonna say it messed me up I was just disappointed because. For someone who calls himself a pro shooter, to me, pro shooters should, and keep in mind, there are pro shooters that, you'll go to Cincinnati in the pro class, guys, there are pro shooters that don't make it to Sunday, all right? But I I don't want to be a pro shooter that doesn't make it to Sunday. I don't have to win it, I just want to make it to Sunday. And, um, I mean, I do want to win it, I don't have to win it. You know, at this point in my life, I just want to make it. I just want to show up and be able to compete with, with the really good guys. And I feel like today I was able to do that. My first qualifying, again, not so much the second one. I was right behind Mark Rubio and I was, I, he still had a better score by one point, you know, his high score versus mine. I still want to take a picture with him because a 28 X is what I can do in practice. And to do it at an event like this means the world to me. And, uh, Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not going to go change a bunch of stuff on my rig. I probably won't. I checked my timing after the event, and my timing was really good. So, I'm not going to change my bow timing. From here out, maybe I'll fiddle with arrows, and the rest of it is all between my ears. It's just practicing shooting solid, good shots. So, you know, I I have a bunch of videos I'm going to upload to uh, my Facebook page. Um... I just want to thank everybody everyone shot really good um, Heather uh shot really good Randy Long got into a shoot off with Mark Rubio that and he almost got him it was it came down to a one arrow shoot off and me myself and Doug Rosin were just sitting on our hands freaking out the whole time um, Elliot Lee showed up who's kind of like a new shooter to the scene. He's, he does a lot of club shooting down South or not South, South Bay. And here he is coming up and playing with all these crazy good shooters. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, it was cool to see Elliot there too. Like that's, he's taken the step to, to come up and, you know, get sharp. Iron sharpens iron, like they always say. So, um, yeah, this is just gonna be a short one I gotta get home with my wife and kid I miss them so much and uh you know I just want to get home and relax with them so uh I just gotta close this episode out and just say thank you guys for listening this is a great a great day for me it's a great event it's just one day and this magic is gonna wear off tomorrow you know tomorrow I gotta get back to practicing and I gotta figure out how to shoot three hundreds Got on a Vegas face, because that is the game now. It's not the Super Ten anymore. Where shooting a nine is kind of okay. So, you know, I'm gonna enjoy this feeling today. I might listen to MC Hammer for you know one more uh one more time on the ride home. But aside from that, today never happened. Today's yesterday. And everyone's looking to the next event. Which is gonna be let me see. Uh, off the top of my head, it's going to be Fresno. It's going to be at Impact Archery, and then at the spot, or vice versa, one or the other. Um, I had someone ask me on Instagram, "Hey, can you, uh, you know, talk about what all the money shoots that are coming up?" I've listed all of them on the last couple of uh, last couple podcasts. I will do that again soon. Okay, um, maybe not at this very moment, but I will soon. Maybe not on this episode, but you guys hang in there and uh I'll keep you guys updated, alright? So you guys thank you for listening. Uh much more information coming. Alright, guys. Chilling my car, just made it home. Had some time to cool off oh not cool off, but like just thinking about think about the day and kind of reflect on things and uh I think I forgot to mention Zach, my buddy Zach Walker shooting really good he slid into third another carbon craft uh, bro uh, let me see let me see if I like, give you guys the rundown the, the top shooters basically everyone that survived the first round of uh, matches was Zach Walker, Heather Gore Smith, Austin Watts adam correa brian webb mark rubio and myself um that's not to say that the people that didn't make that cut didn't put up a hell of a fight like it it was awesome uh no one went down easy uh it was a lot of good shooting from all parties involved um so let's see i'm gonna go kind of beeline it here and talk about some questions or not questions, but kind of like comments. Um, Jeff Jenkins had commented. He kind of uh, messaged me that uh, the whole thing about the pro contract season, he says, to be honest, I think it's great that people get into who is shooting what and for what company, etc." Does it make one grain of difference to anyone else other than that pro archer? No, but it shows a certain passion and vitality for the sport. I would be more concerned if no one cared. When there's passion, there's willingness to spend money. Uh, and that should make industry people happy. So if someone gets bent that Jesse Broadwater moved for Matthews to Hoyt, I say awesome. And if Jesse moves because of money, well, duh. Wouldn't we all move for more money? That's just plain common sense, people. Yeah, I think you're you're onto something, Jeff. And, you know, I, I kind of thought about it. I um, You know, Greg Poole did this, like, video about this exact topic, where he was like, don't assume, people, that you know why pros are moving to one company or another. And that that was the main thing that I didn't care about. It was like, I don't care... I, the reason, I do not really care for. And I guess it kind of came out like, I don't give a fuck about what any pro shooter was shooting. and cause, I mean, it came out that way because that's what I said. But <clears throat> um, in all reality... All these pro shooters are kind of like, you know, our celebrities as far as... It's like our... Like, Jesse Broadwater is our equivalent of Michael Jordan, you know? And, like... You know, pick your sports reference player. I I don't watch enough sports to know, so... You know, I guess Chance Boboff would be like Hulk Hogan or, or something like that. I don't know. But, um... Basically... All these pros and what they shoot and all this, that that kind of stuff, it is kind of cool. And I think it's cool that people, um, you know, people guess. I don't think it's cool that people get all fucking bent about it, but it's cool that people, you know, follow up on these guys because that's who we have to look up to. All these great pro shooters, these celebrity pros, that's who we look up to. Those are our sports idols now. You know, this is the sport that we're way into, so of course we're going to look up to those people that do it phenomenally well um so yeah i guess when i get all triggered and flustered my arguments come out in like tiny little half thoughts and not complete well thought out statements so there is that <laughs> so i like to thank jeff for, for that um he made a very good point and uh i have to agree with him there Jeff also said thirty inch Easton Archery Superdrive twenty seven, two hundred grain point up front and three AE AE Hybrid 40 vanes, Two degree left helical is the arrow for Vegas. That's a pretty damn good that's a good arrow there, Jeff. I've been pushing like early on in the arrow episodes, I've been pushing the thirty inch two hundred grain combo for a long time. That is kind of like the good starting point. I feel like that arrow is the middle ground. For hitting all bases, it's like decently fast, it's decently weighted, you know. So, I feel like that arrow kind of fits a lot of different shooters' styles, I guess you could say. Uh, my own style, as of late, has been wanting something a lot faster. So that's why I kind of made the switch to the super drive 23s. Um, I have to, the thing is, okay, with the 23s, they worked for the AB invitational. I have to test these on a Vegas face and test these on aiming at a 10 ring and see if, you know, I don't get the yips or whatever. I have to be able to shoot a 300 with it. And if they don't, if I can't do it with this arrow, I have to find an arrow that I can do it with. Um, a lot of that's mental, but a lot of it isn't like these super drive 23s. I could not have done what I did today. If I was shooting any of the other arrows I was fucking around with. And that's not a brand loyalty thing. Like I have super drive 27s that worked real good for me. And then something changed in my style and they didn't. And then I have twenty-seven twelves that worked really good, but you know when my stuff whatever happened to me where I started executing differently, all these things kind of stops working for me, and I just had to identify what it was. At the moment, it just seems like I need more speed. It means I'm doing a lot of. It means to me what I'm doing is a lot of small hand inconsistencies, most likely in the bow hand, and then in the release hand. I know for sure I'm getting locked up on shooting my hinge. So, I've made this move to shooting the button now. Um, You know, the button is not without its own set of hand tension. But I can recognize when I'm getting really hung up and let down. And I mean, you can do that with a hinge. Great shooters, even decent shooters, can let down with a hinge. It's no problem. With a button, it's just kind of more like red light, thumb off. At least for me. It's like red light, thumb off the thumb button, let's put the thing down, you know, and start over. I let down, I want to say five times today, and thank God there wasn't a clock. Like there's, that's one thing that, um, hold on, I'm going to sneeze and I'm going to, I'm going to pause it. So, oh, Jeff, you'd be happy. I just, I paused it, sneezed, and then restarted the recording. Um, uh, where was I? Oh yeah! Thank God there wasn't a clock today because, um, you know, I definitely took my time with the letdowns. Uh, I don't know how that will play in, like, you know, when when uh, indoor nationals rolls around, like the Sacramento, the World Archery or USAT Indoor Nationals. When that rolls around in Sacramento, I hope I can get those arrows off in time. That's all I can say. But there's a long time between now and then, so I have a lot of time to refine and get this shit together. Uh, likewise, I have time to check this with my, you know, with the Vegas face target. So I'll probably be ordering some Vegas targets pretty soon. I think I still have a bunch of five spot targets, Vegas, five spot targets. And those I really liked cause you could shoot a grip of arrows. Um, but I don't know about the pacing, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I really don't know about. So I'm not exactly sure if I should just do volume and shoot, you know, five arrows at an end and then try to shoot, a you know, 500 round um, in the morning. Or if I should just be doing two Vegas faces because it's, you know, top, left, right, top, left, right. Or that's the order I shoot it in. All right. Top, left, right. And then you know, shoot six arrows like that. I really am not sure yet. Um, I'm probably going to start with a five spot, and start. I think I only have like twenty five spot targets left out of like the hundred that I bought. So I think I'm going to punch these out and rock and roll with these. And then when these are done, just buy some Vegas faces. Uh, I'm. I'll let you guys know what I come to with my. Uh, you know, my practice routine for the next event, um, oh, yeah, let's see here, young gentleman asked, uh, hold on one second, let me get his name, Caden Jones asked about upcoming events, all right, Caden, I'm going to give you the rundown if my phone does not die on me, okay, so, the next event that's coming up that you can look forward to is going to be in December, it is going to be... Shit, I didn't put it down on my calendar. It's going to be in December. I think it's going to be the 12th. And I believe it is going to be the Bay Area Open. Hold on, let me double check that. I guess they're they're not like... They might be shaking on putting that one together. Um, I know the the guy that kind of runs Pacifica Archery leaves it up. He kind of takes a no-hands approach to organizing shit and just makes everyone else do it. So, you know, these the, the club members there have a, a lot on their plate as far as putting it together. So I think it was set for the 12th. I'm not sure if it's still going to happen. Um, I might be wrong about that date, too, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, so, Caden, January 8th, all right, fresno indoor event not sure which one it is could be impact could be the spot archery they're both in the same town all right january 9th uh guess what bud the other shop is having it so another fresno shoot is going to be that weekend okay so fresno is going to be the 8th and the 9th that's what they got on my calendar one's going to be the spot one's going to be impact if you got facebook you can find out what that what the answer is going to be all right I think you're a young dude, Caden. I mean, you. I know you're not, like, a, a skinny, uh, like, young-looking 50-year-old. <laughs> so you can go, you're probably more savvy with a computer than I am. You can find that out. And uh, you can post it up on my Archery Unfiltered page on Facebook. Because we're friends. Um, What else do we got? I remember there being a bunch of events in January. There's those two events. And then Wilderness is gonna have a shoot. And I believe the wilderness shoot's gonna be on the 22nd or the 23rd. Wilderness is a shop up in Rockland, basically a Sacramento area. <sighs> so yeah. January is gonna be a hectic month of shooting. It's gonna be almost every weekend, and guess what? It's gonna be like, hey everyone, I know you guys just shot this event. Time to go to Vegas, because Vegas is going to be February 3rd through the 6th. It's going to be through the 7th if you're going to party hard. So, yeah, that's what we got. Not much in the way for December. I'm pretty sure. I've heard that if Pacifica doesn't do an event, Rudy Sandoval is going to pick up the slack, and he might put something together. But that will be over at West Coast again. Speaking of West Coast, I need to thank Hans and Adrian. They are the owners of West Coast. Uh, They set me up with my gear, and they gave me a spot on their team, and that's the thing that allowed me to practice and compete. And uh, I am very grateful. I'm just very grateful. This was a very humbling tournament for me, Um, just because I didn't expect to do this good. I've been getting my butt kicked for weeks, and I've been putting a lot of work in where I can, which is like from 5 a.m. in the morning to about 6.50, almost every day. But some days, man, it's like trying to put my kid to sleep. I mean, you guys don't need to hear these excuses or whining bitchiness, but sometimes it's so hard to get my kid to go to sleep that um, it's like... I'll just sleep right through my practice session. I'll sleep. Th- I'll sleep all the way up until I'm like five minutes late to go to work. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, right about here is where I'd pepper in the. Oh, but you know, I know that sounds like stoner behavior, but I'm not a stoner. But with the way everything kind of went down this weekend, I think I'm going to get pegged to stoner for some time. And I know I just did the the stoner podcast like two weeks ago. But uh, you guys understand, I haven't been smoking for so long. That was a very special podcast, all right? That was like a – those come around once every, like, crescent moon or whatever the moon phase was. You hunters know. Um, But, yeah, Hans and Adrian uh, gave me a spot on their team. I'm a West Coast guy with Alan and Rudy and – I just couldn't be more grateful. It's, it's a great team to shoot with. i uh, also like to thank D&B Custom Coatings. They are my friends Darren and Bette, the Sarah Coders. Uh, I saw Elliot's bow. Indoors looks different than it looks outdoors. Indoors it looks like almost an OD green. Uh, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> I think um, as soon as Vegas is over, or as soon as Indoor Nationals is over, my thirty eight is getting a seracoding job, and it might be super elaborate. So, I might uh, I might go up and do the masking with uh, with Darren, do all the masking work. Maybe we'll make a day of it. Maybe I'll try to get Darren stoned, but he won't. He won't let me. Um, another thing, <coughs> when I shot the coyote shoot, I had Easton bars on. Um, I have long since went back to the carbon craft bars. You guys can see it. I'll post up some pictures of me shooting with it. The difference between me shooting Coyote Shoot and me shooting this shoot with these two different bars is pretty wildly different. Um, The Coyote 600, I shot a 30-inch front bar and then a 10-inch back bar mounted on the lower bracket. Um, I think I was running 13 and 14 ounces or 14 and 15 ounces on those bars. All right. Um, I think the weight was biased forward. So the 14 would be on the front, 13 would be on the back. Um, With the carbon craft bars, I am running a 30 on the front, 15 on the back, 5 ounces on the front, 5 ounces on the back. Uh, After the coyote shoot, I just started falling apart. For some reason or another, this system that I had been working out was just turning bad for me. And I and it it for sure it was me for sure it had to be me my bow timing hasn't changed uh, so here's another thing i got 452 undyed natural strings bam made by gas on my bow i have had to time them once i've had to i put them on set the timing and then retime them once like 100 arrows in right maybe 200 arrows in my timing is stellar still so I'm very happy about that. Uh, well, oh man, where was I? <laughs> oh yeah, things just went bad, and it wasn't the timing. I don't. I can't. I can't tell you what it was. It was me. It was the way I was breaking shots, and it was the type of mistakes I was making, and how bad they were punishing me. And it, I, I believe it was all related to the release hand, you know. Um, but I wanted to be able to hold longer in the spot, right? Uh, even if that meant not holding it steady. So I stripped all the weight off. I put, I started with four ounces on the front, four ounces on the back. <laughs> went and practiced with Mark Rubio and Darren and Bet, and uh, my buddy Alan, and I got my ass kicked. So came home and went back to the drawing board. Well, let's see, what did I need to change? maybe one ounce added to the front, maybe one ounce added to the back, just to kind of give the bow a little more mass to be a little less influenced by me, right? The other thing that really helped was this 15-inch back bar. I've never run these in the past because I'm so fat, they poke me in the gut. (coughs) Lately, I've been finding that if you swing your back bar out, it can correct right bear shafts. So, I've been practicing with a back bar swung way out. That allows me to now run this 15-inch bar, which makes the bow float, the pin float, way different. It slows it down. And I'm not saying slows it down to null. It's still slow as if you're running 5 ounces front and back. It's not a lot of weight. You have to seriously relax your hand, your, your bow arm to get that pin to, to relax, Um, The other big change, as I said before, switch to a thumb button. Right now, I'm in a spot where I can, I think I can build on what I have for Vegas. But, like, the, the difference is, like, with the AB shoot that we just shot, it was who can get the most X's was the game, right? Now the game changes to who can stay clean, who can not shoot nines. So this is a different like for me I believe the mindset now is different your focus is different and maybe it's not a good mindset maybe I need to read a book or something but that's the truly the name of the game now like I don't know if I'm going to win any more indoor events but if I do and I do it without shooting a 300 it's not going to feel good it's not going to I'm not going to celebrate it I mean I might I'll play MC Hammer, but I'm not going to celebrate it personally, like inside. I, there's still going to be a lot of work to be done. You you know you're ready for Vegas. <clears throat> if you're shooting championship, now, I know I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are going to be like, dude, well, come on. Some of us don't shoot 300s. That's fine. Whatever you shoot, if you don't shoot 300s, you can still go to Vegas and make a bunch of money, all right? Because they will flight you. So it's relative. All right. If you're shooting championship division, you got to shoot a 300. And I'm saying you got to be able to shoot it pretty consistently right now. I would feel co- comfortable shooting 300s every single time and crappy X count if it meant I was guaranteed to shoot a 300. Because a 900 with one X, you will make it to the shootoff. At least I think. I hope I'm not saying something horribly stupid. But anyway. That's the deal. The, the game is now changing for us, people. Uh, it's now staying alive. So, you know, cue the, uh, what are those guys? You know, the boogie guys. I forget. Staying alive. You know what I'm saying. And um, that's going to be us for the rest of the year until after Vegas. Then Indoor Nationals will do one more, how many X's you can get for, uh, you know, up in Sacramento. And then we'll start waiting for outdoor. Mmm, love me that outdoor. Does anyone know when the Cal State 600 is? Or no, the Cal Bears, what is it, Golden State? UC Berkeley puts on a shoot where you shoot a 600 round. And it's kind of like USAT Indoor Nationals type stuff. And if there's nothing I don't love more than going and pounding on some college archers like that is where that would be fun but i don't know berkeley students they're probably all scared of covid they're probably never going to pick up a bow again so (sighs) i don't know if it's going to happen but if that does happen i would encourage all of us all of us to get out there and mix that up because that will be fun all right guys that was the episode um i hope i hope it was fun to listen to and um yeah I hope you guys uh, got a little glimpse into what our weekend was like. I'll put up some pictures and videos on Facebook in just a little bit. And uh, I'll see you guys all next episode, alright? I'm going to leave you guys with a little quote that I heard that I really liked. I might butcher this quote a little bit, so, you know, bear with me. But some guy said, When you go to war the first thing that dies is your game plan. Ooh. That's good stuff, huh? So good stuff to think about when you're shooting. When stuff goes a little wrong, don't abandon the game plan. Buckle down. Get those tens.